This is Marketplace Money from APM. I'm Barbara Bogave. In a struggling economy, odds are that the corporate trend of hiring contractors instead of salaried employees, which Sarah Horowitz just laid out for us, will only continue in the near future. Some analysts predict that by the end of the recession, as much as 50 percent of the workforce will be temporary or project-based. And some workers are doing just fine with this freelance lifestyle. Reporter Audrey Quinn spoke to two contract workers who are making the so-called gig economy work in their favor. Freelancer Brianna Clem divides up her Brooklyn apartment by workplace potential. So this is our living room, and this is where I often sit, in this little leather chair in the corner. Then there's the dining area. If I really need to concentrate, I make myself sit at the table. Then the back deck. That always sounds like a good idea, but then the glare on your computer screen kind of ruins it. Clem clearly likes having choices, but she didn't really get to choose to become a freelancer. Okay, so I do technical project management for software. She's a video game producer. And I'd been doing that as a full-time employee for a long time. Back in 2010, she got a job offer from Lego Toys. They wanted her 40 hours a week, but for a contract gig. So I did that for a year, and then it became clear that they didn't really need me 40 hours a week anymore, but they could use me 30. For extra hours, Clem picked up a production contract with another company. Then she took another one on. And soon enough, those gigs producing video games became her thing. What I kind of specialize in is helping companies who don't necessarily have any need for full-time tech staff that does that. They're just kind of making a one-off. She now balances up to four clients at a time. And on paper, she's actually making more money than she did in a regular job. And she only has to work about 30 hours a week. But I am also paying a bunch more for health insurance. I don't have, you know, company matching a 401k, which I had before. I'm sure if you added up all of those benefits, I would not be making more money because the companies that I was working for full-time before were paying for those things. But she's really happy with how freelancing worked out. It was by necessity that I moved to it, but I also now highly, highly prefer it and have been asked a number of times if I'd be interested in a full-time job by places that I've worked and have turned that down. Across the East River in lower Manhattan, Joe Sabia also works from home. But for him, freelancing was more of a destiny than a necessity. He's an online video editor, and he's always liked doing things a little creatively. Take, for example, how he let me into his third-floor apartment. Hey, Joe, it's Audrey Quinn. I'm outside. Sabia tells me to look up. Okay. He's hanging out a window, holding a fishing pole. He's got a fishing line here, and he's lowering me the key in a little packet. And there it is. Thanks. What number are you? Sabia graduated college in 2008. He started out working for companies like HBO and MySpace. By 2008, he had a few viral videos under his belt and felt ready to go it alone. I was only doing the thing that I knew I was good at at the time, and that was just creating videos and hopefully finding people that would discover the videos and then say, hey, can you do that for me? Since then, he's worked with AT&T, Tom's Shoes, and the Obama campaign. But he does keep one steady contract. He spends about three quarters of his time on a musical video series for YouTube's Next Lab. I would say for freelancers, it, it, it is for your own sanity a great situation if you can have one client that, you know, you're always working with. Build on that, become friends with those people, show really good work, and you always have that in the can. Sapia also does speaking gigs and brand consulting. He says it's helped to have as many skills as possible. I would say try your best to diversify your talents. It's not enough in today's world just to be good at one thing. Uh, have different talents, wear different hats, because that will just completely exponentially create um, a wider pool of people that can call you for services. And that's really important. 
To hear about why more companies are calling on freelancers, I talked to Chris Bensky. He works in recruiting. I meet him farther uptown in another freelancing workspace, a cafe. Let's move over here. Bensky himself is joining the ranks of independent workers. His new startup, it helps people use social media to apply for jobs. I asked him why more and more people are going freelance. So there's a couple of, of trends. One is that the jobs engine in the economy hasn't recovered from what happened in 2008. So there's more college grads without full-time jobs. The other thing that we're seeing are people are less inclined to take full-time employment, less inclined to take jobs with big Fortune 500 corporations, and more interested in working with, with small and medium businesses and working independently. Bensky predicts the business environment will soon become better suited for freelancers. I think it has to. Um, I think it's inevitable. I just don't see a traditional employment relationship sustaining for you know the next 30 years. He says those big issues, things like health care and retirement benefits... They'll soon be dealt with as more people become freelancers. In New York, I'm Audrey Quinn for Marketplace.